Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Margot Bros Podcast. I'm Jackson. I'm Dylan, and today we'll be discussing Jordan Peele's 2019 chilling horror, Us. The film focuses on Adelaide Wilson's return to her childhood beach house with her husband and two children several decades after a terrifying event that still frightens Adelaide to this day. The shadow of the past becomes a vast, uncertain ocean when a masked family in red that looks almost identical to the Wilsons shows up at their beach house at night and breaks in. What ensues is a gory battle for survival and a journey to answer one question. Who are they? Now, keep in mind, everyone, we will be spoiling everything. So if you haven't seen the movie and want to watch it, now's the time to pause the podcast, watch the movie, and make sure to come back to hear our commentary. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, now let's get off the script, Dylan. How... What did you think of this movie? How <laughs> yeah. was this movie? There. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, I think that I was pretty creeped out by these this identical family for a lot of the movie. I mean, probably about half the movie I was scared by them. Yeah, I, I would And agree. for a horror movie, that's not bad. I mean, because a lot of times you see the villain and then you're like, this isn't scary anymore mm-hmm. at and all. And what's terrifying is the buildup. And then, like, what it's like the Jaws concept. It's... You know, you got to delay it as long as possible, and then once you show it, either that, either you create an exciting enough action sequence and fight scene at the end that it's still compelling with interesting weapons, or you're we have lazy cuts and bad movie making at the end, and so it becomes a bad movie. Yeah, so. and I mean, also I just, the the build up, you have to choose the right point to show it because if you wait too long, also mm-hmm. the person's just like, "Where's the shark? I want to see what's going on here." Yep. So, I think this movie did a pretty good job on waiting to sort of show what's going on in the movie. I totally because agree. for a large majority, you were like, what is happening? And I think that's good in a horror movie. You're supposed to sort of be confused and sort of scared, because I think confused really easily leads to fear. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Um, I would say that I usually don't like horror movies. I mean... I don't hate horror movies. I like The Shining. I like Halloween. Silence of the Lambs is borderline a horror movie. But I, I tend to get really freaked out by movies like psychedelic horror, like The Conjuring and movies Conjuring like is that. not psychedelic at all. Well, okay. But I, that that genre of like really freaky... Uh, paranormal. Like paranormal. That like exorcism stuff. I don't like that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, oh, these two horror nuts... That's not the case at all. I rarely watch horror movies, but Dylan, on the other other hand, you... I I don't know. I like horror movies because I think that a solid, like, 80% of the time, they're just terrible. Yeah. And, like, some of them are really good. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of horror movies that I think are very good movies, as, like, some of the ones he mentioned. But I think it's entertaining to watch these movies that's trying to be scary, do the exact opposite, and it's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just I really enjoy that. So I've seen my fair share. And what I notice, and I think is why I think Jordan Peele is a really good horror writer, you have to, you have to put some comedy in a scary movie, or if ever because if everything is serious and nothing is a joke, then I I I as the audience start to not take everything seriously, and I start to laugh. Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. like in real life, there's always going to be a little bit of humor, and there's always going to be a couple jokes. And I think in this movie, there were some funny jokes. Like, do you remember the rock, paper, scissors thing? Yeah, okay, I don't think that was supposed to be a joke. I thought it was funny. Okay, that was so funny. So, like, in the beginning of the movie, when Adelaide is still a kid, in the very first, like, shot of the movie, uh, she's exploring Santa Cruz, and... <laughs> And she's walking around, and she's, like, gone away from her parents, 
And she walks past these two, like, maybe teenagers, teenagers. like, 18, 19, yeah. probably. And they're, like, a really intense game <laughs> of um, rock, paper, scissors. And I think, I don't remember the exact line, but the girl's like, wow, like, like really surprised. How do you always yeah. win? Yeah, like, 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 this is a really intense game that only masterminds can win. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. I thought that that was funny. But the, another line I thought was hilarious is um, after uh, after Adelaide explains how she's uh, kind of the plot to her husband, uh, her husband who is named Gabe, after she explains that when she was younger in Santa Cruz, she saw the a little girl that looked exactly identical to her, and she's scared that the little girl's getting closer to her and is going to come and try to like kill her or something. And Gabe says, do you remember Dylan? Yeah, Gabe's like, uh, well... I think I could beat you up, so if she looks like you, yeah. I could beat her up. And then, then she like gives a foul face back to him, and he's like, "Okay, bad joke." And it's really funny. Yeah, it was really the timing of that line was really funny because it would be hard if someone, I mean, if your person you're married to told you this, I mean, I would be freaked out. But also, you know, it'd be I mean, you would think they would be playing a practical joke on yeah. you. Yeah. For and I mean, part of it is I was expect I don't know I don't I mean. If the person you would tell there wouldn't be a practical joke if they were, like, crying or screaming. But she didn't seem to be doing that, really, so. Uh, While we're still on this comedy thing, I wanted to give this detail. So while I was um, looking up some fan theories about this movie, I I saw that it didn't have... Because Get Out got some of the best reviews in 2017 when it came out. Like, top reviews of the year super high on Rotten Tomatoes and I, I saw I know you don't care as much about Rotten Tomatoes Dylan but I think it's website. a I think it's a somewhat good gauge a general gauge an idea of what the public yeah, thought and the right. audience score of this movie was 59% which I thought was which is pretty low especially for this movie that I really enjoyed and so I googled why don't people really like us and what popped up were self-help articles about how to become a more likable person <laughs> I thought that was I thought That's that was funny, funny. but um Anyway, so on to the um, on to the more scary parts of this movie. What what freaked you out? I think that the I think the scariest part was the middle-ish area. No, I mean like right before middle area when you first were seeing them. They were yeah. standing in the driveway and they that slowly was, start to enter the house. That was scary. And I think that the path that took, the movie took after that was fine. But I think, personally, it's a scarier movie when it's just sort of like a uh, home invasion type plot. That's why that, like, Strangers, if you've heard of that movie, is, like, really scary, in my opinion. What's that? It's about this, like, group of masked people who, like, it's it's a home invasion movie. And I think it's really, really scary because of that. Because, like, that's sort of real. And for for a solid, like, 15 minutes in this movie... It's basically a home invasion movie. With just a little bit of supernatural, just like a, just an edge. Yeah. Edge of monster moviness. But then once it becomes the whole subplot of everyone else has a double, has a tether, and there's underground uh, mine shafts where they have exact replicas of people that don't have free will. But I actually disagree with you. I was enjoying the movie. I thought it was a solid movie. But I... But once we got into like the expanded universe and everything got bigger, I actually liked it more. Usually I'm the other way around and I like more depth. And I think when movies kind of like lazily just expand the universe, then it, it there's less focus and we, less character development. But I really felt like I learned more about like what I felt like Jordan Peele was easily able to send some motifs and themes across by expanding it. So 
Uh, yeah, I think that the whole backstory of the Tethers was very interesting. Yeah, I totally agree. So, you know, I mean, it's very it's very Twilight Zone-esque. I mean, yeah, that's why you directed the yeah. new series. I haven't seen that yet. Have you? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think I... I don't... You, I don't watch, you don't like TV very I much. don't watch TV as much, and I also don't really like horror, so it's not yeah. the great combination for me. Okay, so, not that they're the only the only film you... Not that it's the only film you can compare it to, but as compared to Get Out, which we've both seen, also directed, written, and made by Jordan Peele, did you have a preference which one you liked I more? I think I liked Get Out more, because I think that uh, there was... I'm not sure how to say this exactly, but... You were constantly like, wait, this is happening? Oh, no, it's not that. Mm -hmm. And then, wait, it's this. Oh, no, it's not that. And it was just constantly, you were just throwing back and forth thinking it was different things. And I also thought it was cool that, uh, that, like, everyone was against him, really. And it wasn't, there was, he was all alone. I Mm -hmm. thought that was sort of cool. I thought that character was amazing. I thought, I don't remember his name, but... Which kind of shows maybe he wasn't the best, but but no, <laughs> he was but two years ago, I know, but still he like the whole time you're really rooting for him. You you kind of relate to him in a way because you don't know what's going on. He's kind of questioning everything, but he's also he also had some funny lines, and so I think his performance as the protagonist in that movie was more compelling than uh, Lupita's performance in in yeah. this. But I still she still did a really solid job, and her um. Do double Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde acting, right, was still really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they didn't seem like the same person at all. At all. I, I, but I did want, uh, when Red, as her character's named, uh, spoke, I really wanted to clear my throat. She was <gasps> like the whole time, and that, that just kind of that just kind of bothered my vocal cords. But anyway, what, what was your, do you have a favorite scene? Favorite? I think that's my scene that we talked about earlier, is when they're trying to enter the house. And I... And I don't mean, like, once they enter the house and they're, like, there and everyone's, like, sitting on the couch. Uh-huh. At that point, I think that that's where, like, my favorite scene ends. But, like, the whole process of them trying to get in, I think, is my favorite yeah, scene. Yeah, where he goes with the bat and then they take the bat from him. Yeah. And put him in the legs. I think that's interesting. I, I looked up a lot of fan theories and I didn't find any, like, definitive stuff on, on this. But it's interesting who Jordan Peele chose to have the tethers kill and maim. Because... There are certain characters they're just you can tell that they're just trying to like attack and there's certain characters that they're just trying to kill. Yeah. So Well, when you say attack, you mean more like make them slowly die so it hurts more. Yeah. They, have, they hate them more. Or, or torture. And then there are some like the um the other family, the uh, Tylers, they uh they are killed much quicker. So, that's interesting. All right, we're going to take a short... They seem more caught off guard, though, at the same time. Because, like, what's their name? The main family. Yeah, the They Wilsons. see them standing there, and they just stand there for a while. But with their family, they're just, like, in the house immediately. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean... No, it's... But, uh... like, it makes sense, though, because, as you see at the end of the movie, their family's the most important. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. It's not just, like, plot armor. They have to last longer. So, I think that's good, at least. Alright, okay, cool. Well, we're going to take a short uh, break from analyzing the plot, and we are going to play our little fun trivia game during our horror episode. Uh, So, are you ready, Dylan? I am ready. You want to explain the rules? So, the way that this game works is Jackson here will ask me three questions, and easy, medium, and large, 
And if I get all three of them right, yay, I win. And if I get any of them wrong, then you guys, our great listeners, can respond to a post on our Instagram story, Margo underscore bros. Answer the question. If you get it correct, we will shout you out in our next podcast. Bam. Dylan, but keep in mind, Dylan's only gotten one question wrong so far. I mean, so. this is our fourth episode, so... So, he's, get, he's getting pretty I'm good. I'm 11 for 12. Okay. Wait, no. I'm 11... I'm 8 for 9. There we go. All right. Okay, question number one. Name one of the games that Adelaide's father plays on the boardwalk. And you don't need the exact name. Whack-a-mole. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually Whack-a-mole, but it's something like... It's Whack-a-mole. Okay. I'm like 98% yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the second one he plays. I don't remember the first one, so I'm kind of tossing... Oh, yeah, the, like, milk bottles. The milk bottles, yeah. All right, question number two. What exact six words does Jason tell his parents upon seeing the tethers show up at show up in their front yard? There's a... There's a... Family outside. Um, if you get five out of the six words, you'll still get it wrong, but... It's something similar to there's a family outside, I think. Okay, well, all right, final guess. Um, Mom, there's a family outside. <laughs> okay. Okay, there we go. We got one wrong. So if you comment that one, and we'll see if you get the next one. So, Okay, final question. Jordan Peele likes to use the motif of duality. In addition to the tethers, give two other instances where Peele highlights this theme. So, like, two two objects that also show... In the movie Us. In the movie Us. They also show duality. Um, other than the tethers? Other than the tethers. This will... You're probably going to find the answer when we do our fan... The- when we get to all the, the fan theories. Oh! The the Bible verse, 11-11. Yeah, I guess, because it's 11-11. That was not one of the ones I was thinking, but sure, that counts. Um, And... Is it that... Think about things that come in pairs. Duality. That's what I'm trying to think. There's twins. Those two twins. That... Mm, yeah, that's a really bad... That's... Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give you that. Okay. I don't know then. Okay. Um, I've taken so many guesses. I don't deserve them. I mean, right. twins... Twins could count. I guess. I'll give you twins. Twins is close enough. Okay. Well, what were the right answers? The, ones I, the, one, the main ones I would say are the bunny ears bunny ears counts because the bunnies are the main thing and they have like the two ears okay and so does every single animal okay. they yeah. have an animal with one yeah, ear I guess but that that's what a lot of people talk about online bunny ears and scissors because the expression bunny ears is an expression and that's not an expression and then the scissors has two two whole two prongs again really debatable no scissors like every is... single scissor has two no exactly that's the point every single scissor does have two so anyway I, I well done, Dylan. You got two out of three. There. I mean, so it's a debatable you, two out of three. You guys just have to answer the second question, which I'm going to say one more time. What exact six words does Jason tell his parents upon seeing the tethers show up in their front yard? Six words. Reply to our Instagram story with that answer, and you will get it. If you're the first one to do that, you will get a, what is it, Dylan? A shout out bam. on our podcast. Oh, yes. I said bam way too early. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's jump back into things. We're gonna do a little segment right now where we that we call fan theories. That's so, 
We call it fan theory. So not <laughs> We've done this once. This will be our first time. But, you know, if a movie like this, there were, there were a lot of theories. So, I don't know. I'm going to ask you some Actually, well, yeah. Okay. So, here's the theory. Well, I'm going to ask you something, and, you, and then I'll, I'll ask you what something means. Uh, and just then, go for okay, it. Okay, what does the Jeremiah thing mean? Do you know? I don't know what okay. that means. I know. I've been should asking I read you the, all I, day. Should I read the Bible verse? Yes. Okay, so in the movie, in the beginning of the movie... Uh, well, okay. Multiple times, like probably six times in the movie, it's referenced Jeremiah 11, 11. Or at the very least, 11, 11 is referenced. A couple other times. Yeah. It's a common theme, so... And that shows duality for one, because 11-11, super duo. And 1-1, one, 1-1. One, one, one. Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> but, um, the, the Bible verse is this. Therefore, thus saith, saith the Lord... <laughs> Sorry. It's not funny because the verse, it's funny because I'm bad at reading it. Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall Jack- not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me... I will not hearken unto them. What, what do you, does that mean? It, I think it means that people are, my Bible study class tells me that, I think it means people are screwed from God's wrath. So at some point, right? So this is Jeremiah the prophet reciting what, that the word of God, saying that, yeah, uh, that the Lord saying, quote, I'll bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. They'll cry unto me. I will not listen to them. Okay. Okay. So basically he's saying people are screwed and I think that's that's the idea. I think the idea of putting that that man there holding the sign, he's saying, "Oh, something wicked this way come. Bad bad things going to happen to you, okay?" So, so so it's a warning. Okay. It's a warning sign. That's what I So that's why. So what do you think? Why do you think he put that in there in the movie? I think I don't know. I think it it's ominous and I think that a time slapping my forehead right now a time is a very common theme in horror movies it's bad okay i mean think about all of the horror movies we've seen that have a time that's special the conjuring has that oh yeah that's true 18 1804 has that 1408 okay i was close anyway um doesn't the shining have something like that probably well it is it's room numbers Okay. Which is pretty yeah, close. Two, two, three, seven. But that's different. Anyway, okay, here's something I thought was cool. So, I a lot of fans, and Jordan Peele might have confirmed this, I'm not sure. The U.S. doubles for us. So, us could also mean United States. Has he, wait, did you say he confirmed he, that? He might, have, he might have led on to it in an interview. So, I think that it's a possibility, because especially for the line when... They ask, uh, I think, someone in the family. Someone says, Adelaide. we are Americans. Yeah, they ask, like, what are you? And then Red's like, oh, we are oh, oh. Americans. And so that's, uh, and that was kind of like, I was like, what? Like, I thought that line was like, okay, that's a political statement somehow. So I think, okay, but I think it means United States too, because I think it's, it's the idea, a lot of the motifs and themes of duality and perspective and equality are reflected in this movie which is also a lot of stuff that goes on in the United States so I think that that makes sense um interesting what do you think what do you think the point of this movie is Dylan what do you I think no okay can I tell you what I here's what I think here's my here's what from here all the theories go. I've read I think the main thing Jordan Peele is trying to say because he's he's trying to 
send some kind of, when I say political message, I just mean contemporary message through his horror and plot. And so I think he's trying to say that, you know, humanity, we're all really similar deep down. Remember there's a line where she's like, we are the same, you know, yeah. like, okay. And I think, <laughs> do you like you that? Do you like that impression? That. Well, I think what he's trying to say is with different, me even though we are like the same deep down, different means and different privileges in life yield to different insecurities and different opportunities and different people. And so I think, I think he's trying to say that, you know, we are all a product of the world around us. And so people that have had different living situations, that is all, without a doubt going to impact their health and their mental well-being. And so I think they're trying to, it's like that whole experiment, the thing where, not experiment, but this happened. Two twins, identical twins were split up and one of them went to live like really in a rich, this is a true story, in like a rich house in life and one like very poor and the one that was in the richer house she had like a much better diet much healthier diet ate a lot better she grew like five more inches than the shorter one and there sometimes where twins are a little different but it was it was like a large difference and and she had like more developed bones and everything and so i think you know that more than anything shows you know we are a product of the world around us so that's what i think the movie's about what that do you makes think? sense i agree with that statement Okay. Okay. I know this is like completely different, but it's about the movie, so I'm saying it. Okay. Is, uh, first off, I don't. What are the rabbits? What that's was the next thing? I was what was the say. whole part about how we had to eat rabbit meat? So I like, think that's so specific. It's not just like we had to eat grummy food. The idea was because I don't think because they abandoned them down there and so what they were doing to feed them was they just sent a bunch of rabbits because rabbits reproduce really quickly what do you mean they were the government i think it's the government right the government set up this program somehow where they uh what's it not coded they uh cloned Clone. they cloned everyone and had an exact world running down as a way to potentially manipulate those above so could they could see the behavior down below and they thought there would be maybe some connection but the program failed is what we think and so they were abandoned down there so all they have to eat are these rabbits that like replicate oh i get it okay okay that so that's sense. what i think and i i said my, the notes i took were rabbits are a constant raw food source for those below and to me it means it's like on the outside you think rabbits are fluffy oh no this is jordan peele this is what jordan peele said he's like on the outside you think rabbits are fluffy but when you stare at their eyes you know they kind of seem creepy do you know yeah, that yeah, yeah and so he this is a quote he said he asked the reporter, he's like, have you ever really gotten close to a rabbit? Like, when you think of it like a bunny, think about any relationship you've had with a rabbit. Have you ever actually, like, had, like, a close? No. So that, that, that's kind of the idea, where, like, at first we think, oh, that's kind of pleasant from the outside, but then, oh, they look like sociopaths with their eyes, and, like, hey. he said sociopath, that's not me. So, anyway. Um, scissors instead of a knife represents duality, two sides, uh, people kind of attacking themselves, right? Because it's the same person, kind of. Okay, but I don't know. It's so just unfunctional. Why would you stab someone with a scissor? I don't know. Well, because they probably were a bunch of scissors down there because it was like a useful tool. And so they had scissors. Well, where do they get the jumpsuits? Also, I have a question. Yeah. So, in the movie, it showed that, like, aren't don't they have to follow everything that the people on top are doing? But... Until she danced. Did you see that? Because they saw that she was a little bit... There was something different about her. 
because she was, you know, that girl Red actually turned out to be uh, uh, Adelaide. Yeah. Because so they saw that, and then they when they saw that, you see how they they stopped, and they all went around and they started touching her because they were like moved. They saw her as like a prophet. Is the idea? Okay. So I guess that makes sense. So, so where did they get all their clothing? I think they sewed it, or we don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know about that. It might have been down there, because. I, they might have been. They might have. The U.S. government might have made all those jumpsuits for them and those gloves, and you don't know. Or they were gonna have them do forced labor or something. Um, the other reason I think that it's about inequality is, uh, you can see Abraham is kind of really weary. The uh, the co- Gabe, the guy in the red suit, and then when he puts on the glasses, it's like, oh my gosh, like I can see he has that realization. Same thing with Dahlia. She's the duo of that blonde woman. When she puts on the lipstick, it's like she's like a whole new person. So she, they're like experiencing what it would be like to have these privileges. And that's like when Red says, you people, <laughs> you people don't know what it's like. To, you, you take this guy for granted. And so I think, I think that's further proof uh. about that. Um, here are two more, two more little theories. And I think these are really cool. So why do you think Pluto's face is burned? That's the gimp. <laughs> that's the, okay. That was very Pulp Fictionist, especially when she put her hand yeah, on was, his was on his head. I felt very, but I mean, you know, it's fine. And that's when I say that's one of my favorite parts of Pulp Fiction. I sound like a creepy, but I think that's one like of the a most creepy, cre- nice. like a creep guy. But I think it's one of the most inventive parts of that movie. And so if, when I saw them using uh, Jason in the red suit as kind of a dog, kind of like a gimp, I was like, uh, really? That that's as clever. We could have been Jordan Peele, one of the most influential movies of all time. You're inspired by that but it's fine that's that's one of my that's i only have two like little f- problems with the movie that and um not just because of my background in ballet in the end there's this kind of fight scene where you see cl- segments of uh adelaide dancing on the stage to this uh, to this uh ballet solo and the music is the nutcracker uh duet dance it's like one of the most one of the top three probably most famous uh duets in ballet and so she's doing a solo to that and i thought that it was like that was a little late. He should have done a little bit more research. Yeah, even I noticed that that was a duet. And so I so. thought that that I thought that he could have, but I guess then again maybe you know what maybe we're being wrong and that was on purpose duality yeah. right? Duet. Yeah. So okay. So and I I think Jordan Peele's a really smart guy. So I bet yeah, I bet that's actually why. that makes sense. I bet I yeah. See we kind of got like, goosebumps at the same. But that was cool. I don't so, know if I got goosebumps. Oh, I thought that was okay. cool. Anyway, um, okay. So Pluto's burned face. So I think his face is burned because he figured out how to do the magic trick that Jason couldn't. In the underworld, so and it burned him. Remember the magic trick thing, the oh. fire. Or, and I think this one's even cooler, and this is even more far fetched. This one is Jason changed last year the way Adelaide changed when she was younger. Because remember how Jason, oh, he got like trapped down there, and then maybe he left. It's not so much that. It's that he used to be able to do that magic trick. Remember they said, didn't you used to be able to do that? And he's like, yeah, and he like can't remember how to do it. Because the other Jason, so there's further proof of that because he also, on the beach, there's a little line of dialogue where he's building a tunnel instead of a sandcastle, which is just kind of odd behavior. And why would he know that his mother, why would he smile at his mother and know that she is red if he, he wasn't? Know that. Yes, he does. That that is one hundred percent the end of the what the end of the movie represents. He's just looking at her like weirdly. No, he's not smiling at no, her. He's just he suspicious. Knows. He's suspicious of her, but I don't think he'd be able to connect the dots. He wouldn't even be, he wouldn't even think that. He wouldn't be able to connect all those dots. Why wasn't she able to re- like it seemed 
in my opinion, like she forgot she was red for most of her life. Yeah, I think she did. I think that was part of it. Because the real world just kind of made consumed her, her consumed her and then it's all coming back because she's getting close to who she used to be is oh. the, that's that's why they're all the coincidences because every time she looks in the mirror she sees her because it is her right you know what I'm saying yeah but I think that the, that ending is spectacular and I think without that without that <laughs> without that ending you for one you didn't make sense why uh, red and Adelaide were like the main people, the most important people in the world. It just seemed random. Like, why was this one the only, why was Red the only one who was able to talk, you know, and say actual English? And so then, then we understood. And then we also understood, I love that, when we went back and we revisited all those scenes and you saw the reason why Adelaide couldn't talk at first is because, you know, she didn't know English. So, yeah, I thought, and I thought the underworld was so cool how everything was exactly the same, just like a modern dance, weird version. Yeah, that was cool. I thought like how they represented roller coasters was sort of funny. That was cool. That was cool. All right, so Dylan, how many stars would you give Jordan Peele's spectacular movie? Uh, Either four or four and a half. You got to make a decision. Uh, Should I give you my half? Four and a half. Okay, I agree. Four and a half. I agree on every single thing. Man. I thought you were going to go with four. I thought you did not. I did not think you were going to give it a four and a half at the beginning of the podcast. I think I kind of convinced you through. I think it's that it's really cool that what's Jason might. Be, yeah. What's his name? The other guy. My, Pluto. Yeah. I that, thought that that was pretty good. Cool. I liked. So I liked Get Out more. I thought. So I. I thought that the um, get characterization. Get Get Out is still four and a half, but. I, I don't think the difference between them is huge, but I do think that I would choose to get out more. I also think... If I had to watch one of them again, I would yeah. definitely choose get out. Yeah. Um, but I liked... I mean, I've said it I've said it a bunch now. I thought that all, all of these theories and uh, the messages and the suspense, and there were some great shots and some creepy things, all of that made it a great movie. I was super entertained, and so it wasn't necessarily perfect, I don't know if I, I think there was some dialogue in kind of in the beginning that was slow, and even though, but even though it was slow, at the end it made it more powerful. But I think that I don't know the some of the I didn't love Adelaide's character. I didn't really love any of the characters that much. So I like the dad. I think I think that the dad Gabe, is my favorite character. Yeah, he's probably my favorite too. But I I think that. Maybe it's because it's really hard to make a horror movie a five, but it, for some reason, I don't know if I'm able to explain it perfectly, but it fell short, barely fell short as far as not being a five in that horror movies aren't necessarily always my cup of tea, and I'm not fully certain what it means, and I think some mystery is great in the movie, but I think at the end of the movie, I really like to, I really like to feel like I know that's what I watched, that's what this- personally, I can't give a horror movie a five-star rating- Unless I'm scared for at least eighty five percent of the movie, and I yeah that's another I wasn't thing. scared after forty percent of it. True, but so, I was compelled, and at the ending, I was really I was compelled too. But it's a horror movie. That's another. and I wasn't scared after that point. At the and same it was time, no, it was no it too. You know what I mean? That movie's terrible. I actually like that movie, okay. but this is but this movie's much better. Uh, than that. But I think that what's it called? Apocalypse isn't really a scary thing yeah 
I mean, it's just kind of. It makes me. Doesn't I think me the feel only scared the only scary part bombed. of Apocalypse is like rival gangs that have just like gone against the law and are just killing people, and that's like sort of realism because that's like if people decided that they don't care about laws anymore, that might be what happened. But like other than that, Apocalypse aren't really scary, and that's not what was going on here. So I was not scared at all. But this movie's on HBO. It leaves July first. You should definitely check it out. I if we're gonna if we're gonna give it a um. A four and a half. Uh, we're gonna give a movie a four and a half. It's a great. It means we really enjoy it. Yeah. And we highly recommend you check it out. So please do. It's it does scare you. It is terrifying at certain moments. Not the scariest movie I've ever seen, but it's also good that it might not be the scariest movie. All right. Other than that, I think that's about everything. Thanks for listening. I'm Jackson. I'm Dylan. And we are the Margot Bros. Cut.